Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim, and the topic of our podcast today is the curious case of Lawrence Joseph Bader. This is a mystery. Uh, it's an odd story. It's not your typical uh, one that we would typically do, so it's something a little bit different, but we hope you enjoy it. Um, but before we get into this story, I would like to introduce our panel. I'm joined by always as a very by the very lovely and talented, the uh, pill popping, penis loving, Satan's dirty little secret, the very talented Brandy. Hi, Brandy. How are you? I'm I'm fine. How are you, Tim? I am excellent. Do you have any shout outs today, Brandy? I do have some shout outs. First of all, I want to note it. I thought we were doing the curious case of Benjamin Button. Oh, I was confused. So I did all this. Research Crazy other research on my own. own. Yeah. And by the way, that was fiction. Whatever. <laughs> where, where do you think we live half the time? <laughs> okay. But please, please continue. Do you, who, who, I do shout? have a few shout-outs. Uh, John Cunningham, Michael Birdsall, Larry, mm-hmm. Cameron, Cameron Stevens, Jeff Chestnut, uh, Tommy Boomershine, and Sam Hildebrandt. I want to say thank you for listening to us. We appreciate all you all, all that you guys do. Yes, we do. And I would like to introduce our, the uh, third member of our panel, a man of uh, renown. And um, little talent. A man of very little talent. Uh, and um, a very little wiener. <laughs> Best face. That's what... I'm not saying he has a little wiener. I'm just saying nobody's come forward and said anything different. Right. Yeah. So okay. we, have to, we have to assume. Well, look at his hands. Yeah, he has small hands. He does have tiny hands. And he's size, got baby feet. Yes. I wear a size 10 and a half shoe. Oh, my gosh. You have baby feet. That is children's size. Yeah. For those of you wondering, that, those are kids. Ten and a half. <laughs> yes. But that's okay, Colonel. We love you anyway. The very talented uh, man of God, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman, the man who has more nicknames than anyone else in podcasting. We might not have as many listeners on other <laughs> podcasts, but we have more nicknames than any other podcasts. We, that we do. Now we add baby feet to that list. <laughs> yes. So how? what's up, baby feet? Well, not much, Timmy. I've just uh, 
Walking through, you know, I was walking through my office, Timmy. That would have to be difficult on your baby feet. And uh, uh, walking through your office, your mm-hmm. office is not that big. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's not like you're in Trump Tower. Glacial. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got attacked by a Pidgeotto, Timmy. You did. Yeah. And what is that a Pokemon? It is, and you know how is that? The, is that the same one that raped that lady? I know. Yeah, a la- it was breaking news today. A lady was raped by a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was breaking news. I, you know, shocking on the and, National Enquirer uh, front. You know, you you always hope you no always mean, think, no means no. no, and you always think it won't happen to you. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's some of these Pokemon have more power than you think. We have to really talk about the fact that you're like sixty years old and playing this <laughs> jackass game. Well, I'm, you know, I would like to. I think I told you guys this before. <laughs> I tried to join Pokemon. Just delete the account, delete the app and re- redo it. I downloaded the app. I thought, okay, I'm going to see what this is all about, and I you have to put your age in, and I put my birth date and all that, but. I f- forgot, and I, I didn't change the year of birth, and it, it said 2016. So, Mom, I'm going to need your permission <laughs> before they will let me chase Pokemon. And God God willing, she will not give you permission to play this jackass. Well, I just wanted well, to check it out. Here's the funny thing is that, is that Al, uh, Emmy, Emmy, I believe, Waterfall, she geocaches. And and I used to do a lot of geocaching, which was very fun. You know, mm-hmm. people put coordinates. Now you would up just find and, shit uh, on the ground. Geocaching. No, I mean you I got the, I got the handheld. I got a high tech model geocache because Renee liked to do it. The Mrs. Colonel liked to do it, and mm-hmm. as you know, I'm all about pleasing uh, the Mrs. Colonel. Yeah. Um, and because you're such a disappointment in, in many ways. In many ways. And <laughs> whatever, in uh, whatever way I could pleasure her, you know, I would. Uh, so anyway, this is very much like geocaching, and and I you know I tried it because I just want to show Logan I could do it, and then Tanner got my the Mrs. Colonel into it, and she's making extra stops on her way to work to get to poke refilling stations so she can get extra pokeballs. My she's goal, insane, Timmy. I'm I'm waiting for the app to come out. Uh, the prostitute go. So yeah. I, I can just walk around. So you can just prostitute find her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I need. Hook yeah. around here that your phone will blow up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hook or find her. I want yeah. the app. Hook yeah. or find her. Yeah. No. But, hook uh, or go. Hook or hook up. I yeah. do have some like shout it. outs. Okay. Um, let's see. We got we got the two key key members of the Colonel's team here. Um Nicola, mm-hmm. who keeps me out of jail. Shannon, who's probably going to end up putting me in jail because she handles all the money, and hurry, I'm not sure. Hurry she's up the, with that, Shannon. She's the master of the coin. She yes. is the coin master, and I, you know, I know Shannon's doing a lot of traveling since so she's no been put in charge. I hope of no one's title. the the hand. <laughs> I said, I hope nobody's the hand. <laughs> Let's see, yeah. we got, uh, of course, uh, the Tiffinator, Tiffany Bell. Yes. I like to call her the Tiffster or the Tiffinator. Don't do that. Yeah, she hasn't given me permission to do that, but <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, and Trish uh, Hillbilly. Um, Trish Hillard. She hasn't given me permission to. But you know what? You're going to lose a lot of team members if you keep giving them. No, you know what? Half these aren't on his. Team. I don't like oh. this, Timmy. I don't like it. You don't like what? Okay, now Trish originally from Loveland, right around here. 
Right around Cincinnati. Right around Cincinnati. Posted a picture the other night. Once again, Timmy, why she do this stuff? I don't know. She posted a picture. Of? Herself. And a friend. Very pretty friend. Yeah. At a Cardinals game, Timmy. Oh, she's, she's trying to get in, get in your head. She, with a Cardinals shirt Did she on. move to St. Louis? Well, yeah, but that doesn't matter. She's a Cardinals fan. It's okay. No, that's not okay. Okay, so let's put that behind us. Um, and uh, let's see. Isla Hell. New listener. We're very glad to have you. Patty Wooten. Glad to have you. Jennifer Siemens. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer is related, right? Isn't Jennifer... Who, who, Jennifer's Linda Middleton's daughter, right? I, I think yes. so, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Jennifer said she was signed up for Team Colonel, even though her mother was a backstabbing Linda Middleton, you you traitorous Benedict Arnold. She didn't say that. Susan Angles, how you doing? Um, Elise and, well, I got you in. Donna Curran. You know, I like Donna because she's just got that really cute dog on her profile picture. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Let's see. Celine, of course. Tasha Banks, who's a quite the cynical little girl. I like Tasha. I like she's Tasha. Very she's very bright, funny. She's a very bright young lady. Um, Teresa Slavin, um, Christine, Bourgeois. Yes. Brie. Bougie. Stephanie Quick. Yeah, Stephanie Quick. Wipe that off the Stephanie microphone. Quick. Stephanie Quick. Stephanie Quick. Stephanie Quick. From the Bay Area. Yeah. Beverly. Of course, my lady Beverly. Lady Beverly? My lady Beverly. Who we promise we will have on this podcast. We are going to have on this show. Before we end the If podcast. nothing else, we're going to have a call in because we got to hear. You know. We'll do that before the show ends. And I'll tell you what. Now, Lady Beverly, she's, she got things going on because Lady Beverly and I are pretty good friends on Facebook. Yeah. And she, first of all, she got a pretty badass dog, Sully. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, her daughter, I don't know. Are you friends with Lady Beverly on Facebook? Her daughter, Alexander, just a beautiful girl. And just as smart as you're ever going to find. She you don't want, want her with either one of your kids. I'm, we're trying to arrange a marriage with Logan. You don't want Right that. now. Well, she probably doesn't want that, but it probably she, Yeah, I'm thinking she could do better. Yeah, well, now Logan's a handsome kid. Now, don't don't downgrade Logan's my boy. A, He's a still very, your seat. A very, no, there's very nothing nice actually guy. nothing wrong with Logan. It's it's all the lineage. We're going to have Logan it's, on the show before it's we get the baggage behind that comes him. in with yeah. Logan. Um, but her husband, and you really need to check this out. Her husband is a crooner. I know. And I've I've like seen some of clips. Yeah, I've seen some of the guy's clips, and he is just unbelievable. Nice. So uh, and Lady Beverly has met Jerry Springer. I'm just saying. Are you kidding me? I am not. She was a hooker. No, she met him. She didn't. You know, Jerry Springer's from England. He was born in England. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jerry Springer uh, was also the former mayor of Cincinnati who. Paid a hooker with a check. With a personal check that, that bounced. That bounced. Yeah. I think that was the problem. It bounced because yeah. at the time, it bounced. yeah, yeah, you could do. But he recovered. He got he got elected again. Cod. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, the one, the only. Do I have to say a name, Devil? No. Do I have to say a name? Yeah, because if you don't, you'll be <laughs> mad. Dottie Scott. Yes. The one and only Dottie Scott. Thank I have you. a few more though. Okay. Before, okay. Sign, before we move on, but go ahead. Is that it? I just wrapped mine up. Yep. Yay, Dottie. Okay. So, 
It was just my little brother, Casey. It was just his birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Casey. So he's getting old, and we're all very excited about that. That he's getting old? You're a Republican bastard. But go ahead. He is. There's so, nothing wrong with Republicans. Hmm? There's nothing wrong I didn't with say there's something wrong with Republicans. I'm just talking about Casey. Casey in particular. Um, but anyway. well, I know, but you, you used it like it was a slur. Casey is a very intelligent guy. It's a slur when I direct it toward Casey. Oh, okay. So he is 36. He just turned 36. And so. he looks young for 36. He really does. Um, his wife, My sister-in-law's birthday, his wife was just um, Wednesday. So yesterday was her birthday. Oh, great. Birthday, Allison. Allison doesn't listen, but Allison follows the Facebook page. All right. Let me... So uh, when was give it? her some love yesterday. Okay, post it on there later. I will see what I can do. And my husband's birthday. Yes, Dave. When was that? Dave's birthday Where's is Saturday. Dave? Okay. Happy birthday, Dave. We'll, we'll, we'll make note of it. So I'm the, going to on. give him his new car. Okay. Are you For the give, day. Are you going to give him no. sex? No. I'm going to give him the car. Get off my ass about You're going to give a, What do you mean you're going to give him the car? Tell me so what that means. So what happened was I didn't want to go car shopping when, mm-hmm. we went, when we went car shopping because he was kind of snippy about it. And you're going to have to take the day off. we got to get this done. Even though I told him, go pick out the car that you want. Mama will buy it for you. Just go pick the car out that you Mama. want. Well, he couldn't do that. Mama. I had to go with him. So we go and we pick out this. He picks out this car and he really likes this car. He likes the way it, you know, he likes everything mm-hmm. about it. And so I test drove it and then I came back and we decided that we were going to purchase it. And I said, well, you know, I know we kind of picked this car out for you, but I drive further to work. And so you drove it up his ass. Yeah. So I'm the one that's been driving it mm-hmm. and telling him that it's, you know, I'm just going to take car. it. It's yeah. my car. I'm just going to go ahead and take it, even though he picked it out. So then, the other day, I told him that he can have his car. I want, wow. I want my Mazda back. That's that very oh. generous. Of it you. is very generous, and give him a car and I'm a giver. Bought. No, he didn't buy it. I bought it. Let's you, be you like the Mazda here. better. Don't I do you? like the Mazda <laughs> yeah, better. I like the Mazda better. So it's and a I, win-win for you because you're acting like you're being kind because you're not really oh, no, being not, kind. I wasn't just, being kind. The reason I took it is because I didn't want to go fucking look at a car. I needed to work, and he got pissy about it. So that's what you get. Mess with the bull, you get the horns. Are you going to give him sex? Probably not. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Depends. Depends on on if he's not a peckerhead. Does he listen? Actually, he'll be working, so it won't matter. Does he listen to the show? Sometimes. Happy birthday, Dave. Happy birthday, Davey. Men pretty much only want one thing for the birthday. Sex. A particular kind. That will not happen. He He is going to be at work. That day, so it doesn't necessarily have to be from you. Yeah, I mean, send somebody. Well, if he wants some dirty flower sex from some whore, it doesn't have to be a dirty flower sex. You could get him a hook or go. I could, I suppose. Maybe I wonder if Amazon, if that's on the two-hour list for Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's get on with the show. Yay! I like this story because it's quirky, like us. You know, I got to I got to point out though, and and you seem to have che- cheered up just a little bit, but Timmy was a little bit nasty walking in here today. I, what, what, what's your problem? I'm just having a day. That's all. Because you you was, and I and and I I'm don't sad. I don't throw the word prick around. <laughs> But I mean, what would what would you? How would you describe? I come in. You guys are not prepared. You're eating peanut butter before you do a podcast. What does that have to do? We're not eating it while we're on the podcast. It's still you're going to have like 
your gums are going to get stuck. Wait a minute. Gonna... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. wait. <laughs> We're not German shepherds, for well, fuck's and, sake. Yeah, and never mind that is, and never mind all that, but who amongst us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tends to get their gums stuck? Okay, with me, it's part of my heritage. Are you, are you... <laughs> going to you cannot uh, use the hillbilly uh, heritage. I am Appalachian, and <laughs> as I was born Appalachian. Very, very. Was you, you born know, a coal miner's daughter? I, I think you were, <laughs> sissy. Simmer down, sissy. <laughs> I was. Okay, let's get into the story. Alrighty. <sighs> the curious case of Lawrence Benjamin Joseph Biden. Bader. Okay, so this is this. Uh, Occurred back in the late 50s, early 60s. It's a weird uh, mystery. Um, it's not a serial killer, so for all of you who love serial killers, you know, we'll have one soon. Um, Sorry, Dottie. <laughs> yeah, she'll be, terrible. she'll be crushed. Lawrence Joseph Bader was born on August 19th, 1926, in Akron, Ohio. If you're not familiar with Akron, it's, it's in, the rubber capital of the world. It is, and it's in northern Ohio. And it's a shithole. <laughs> well, I don't want to say that. I'm just saying it's... Uh, it's a shithole. It okay. really is. And it's a shithole. Okay. He was born the son of a prominent dentist, Dr. Stephen Bader, and his lovely wife, Charlotte. Was he a master? I think maybe. Well, that's, was he Lord Bader or a master Bader? I don't know. <gasps> or he could have been Darth. Could have been. Garth. They should have named it. How cool would it be to be named Goth Beta? That would be nice. But he was his name is Larry. Sorry. And, and maybe that was Darth Vader's real name. <laughs> Instead of Anakin, because that was just a yeah. dumb name. So Larry had a pretty normal childhood. Nobody beat him? Nobody beat him. He didn't kill any animals. He didn't rape his sister or anything. He, he was from a well-to-do family. His, his, uh, his father was a dentist. Uh, so... He never really wanted for anything. His parents loved him. Uh, he grew up in what was considered, you know, upper middle class for Akron. I don't, you know. I think that means you got running water. And I thought it meant they had a door on the outhouse. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this was in the 50s. So, I mean, you know, it was probably booming in Akron at the time with all the industry and stuff that was up there. Uh, Larry played sports. Uh, he was particularly fond of archery, which he, in which he excelled. Uh, he was introduced to that sport by his uncle, and uh, he was also uh, very, he loved the outdoors, I and mean, he was an avid fisherman and swimmer, very good swimmer. He was on the high school swimming team. He attended uh, St. Sebastian um, uh, grade school and then St. Vincent High School, but then the war broke out. Um, he was very popular in high school, although he was known to be a little shy and reserved. Uh, he did well in school and was considered a above average, an above average uh, student. He was considered a, a little impatient, so I don't know if he had, you know, um, uh, attention deficit disorder or anything. Probably today, maybe, that he would have been Probably diagnosed with that. Been. But mm-hmm. he was well liked by his teachers. He had a, uh, <clears throat> a local uh, paper route uh, that he maintained throughout high school. He was shy, so he wasn't a ladies' man, although he did have at least one... Lady. Lady man. He had at least one girlfriend. Cedric Cabassier. I don't know. (laughs) He did have at least one girlfriend in high school, okay? 
1944, this is during the Second World War, Larry dropped out of high school as a senior to help with the war effort. So he enlisted in the United States Navy in 1944, uh, and he served his country. And after the war ended, he returned home and completed high school in 1946. After returning home, was he an archer in the navy? Uh, I don't know. The, the problem with this story is, uh, I, I relied on <coughs> like three major sur- sur- uh, sources: a um, uh, the Akron Beacon Journal and Life Magazine did an article on this story back in the early 1960s. And other than that, there's not a whole lot okay, out that there. That was two. That was two. And was it, three, oh, I'm sorry. The was third, three the homeless guy no, down the street? The third was the Omaha uh, uh, newspaper in Omaha. I can't remember the, the local uh, newspaper. But Tribune. Uh, was it? Uh, is it? Sure. Okay. So it's the Omaha Chronicle. Go look it up and find out what I'm talking. Um, but anyway, most of the information... Were you know that I've attained on this story? It wasn't one of the stories where you go and there's like a, a ton of stuff on it. You know. Okay, I just wanted. This reminds me of something. Mm-hmm. You remember? Um, was it William Tell who put the apple on? Yes. Said? Okay, so my brother, one time he tells me he's bragging about how good he can throw a baseball. Right. And we have one of these little red kickballs. Yeah, the rubber you know, kind. Rubber kind. Uh huh. So he. <laughs> He stands me up against a tree, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Makes me put the rubber ball on top of my head. Mm-hmm. Stands about thirty feet away, and he's gonna knock this ball off my head. Mm-hmm. Hit me right in the damn throat with the ball. <laughs> Oops! Yeah. Kind of like the guy that got hit with a flaming arrow in the throat. Yeah, it yeah, was. Like now he did. He got me more in the sternum than yeah. the actual throat. Then we just did a podcast on a. Uh, oh, uh, uh, John Wesley Harden tried to shoot the hat off the yeah. guy, <laughs> shot him in the head. Yeah, but my brother was going sh- to knock knock the ball off my head with a baseball and hit me right in the damn chest. I'm sorry about that. That hurt, man. Anyway, back to Larry. He used to do a lot of mean things to me. Yeah, he's dead now. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. Larry Joseph Bader. Back to Larry. So he gets out of uh, Larry gets out of um, the army or the I'm sure the navy. Uh, and he returns home. He finishes up high school uh, in 1946. His um, service in the Navy, uh, he received a good conduct medal and several other citations. Um, in his personal life, Larry was a bit conservative. He attended, uh, he was Catholic and he attended church regularly. He did not drink, smoke, or curse. Um, the close he would come to cursing was using the phrase, gosh darn it. Gosh darn it! Yeah, but you know this was the he you know this what? was in the fifties, very conservative middle mid- Midwest guy, right? Don't you believe though that gosh darn it, and don't you? Everybody knows what you mean. So aren't you backdooring taking the Lord's name in vain? I don't know. I believe it's a sin. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying that from a from a from the Reverend Colonel's perspective. Okay, but the when point you say, being, darn it, you the know. point being, this guy was very conservative, and he didn't cuss, and he didn't. Okay, well, you had a point, and I had a point. I yeah, mean, your, your why point, your was point won't bear. Yuck, Fook, Chuck. Huh? Yuck, Fook. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So after finishing high school, he tried. Larry tried his hand at several different occupations. He started a hamburger stand here in Akron. 
and he worked hard to make it a success, but it failed. Um, he, Larry had was always thinking of ways to get rich quick, uh, but none of these plans ever panned out, unfortunately for Larry. He tr- decided he was going to go to further his education at the University of Akron. I think the Zips... University of Akron? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, he went to University of Akron for one semester before dropping out. Because he wanted to get his diploma quick. Well, it didn't work out for him. He, it, that was So he decided... Um, he was going, he tried his hand at several business ventures, all of which failed, uh, but he was determined. He finally found his calling when he got hired as a cookware salesman for the stainless steel division of Reynolds Metals in Akron. And the job was uh, seemed like the perfect fit for Larry. Although he was quiet and reserved, he was very friendly and people liked him, so sales seemed to be his calling. You were in sales, Colonel, right? I'm I'm in sales now, Timmy. Yeah, but you were. I mean, you were in traditional. I mean, pretty sales. much every day I'm selling my my boss on what every I day he'd be, be selling. Yes, every day. As he settled into his new position, he met and fell in love with a local woman named Mary Lou Stinson. They dated briefly, and they were soon married in 1951. They were both devout Catholics, and they both wanted a large family. By 1957, six years later, Lawrence Joseph Bader, now 31 years old, was your typical Midwest husband of the 1950s. So think Ozzy of Ozzy and Harriet, right? Okay, so she coming to the door with the pearls on. Yeah, and the and the and the, um, the apron. Apron, but you know what? I believe she didn't have no under undergarments on under that. Oh, jeez, uh, Harriet. Hmm. Harriet, you know, if you're married to a man named Ozzy, just saying, let's leave it to Beaver time. I, you know what, leave it to Beaver doesn't that <laughs> that gives you connotations? Well, no, I get yeah, that really does, and it really gives a lot of power to the woman in a relationship. When yeah, say, leave it I to mean, Beaver. me, I say give it to Beaver, not leave it to Beaver. Give it to the Beaver. But so um, you got any thoughts on Beavers, there, devil? She's ignoring you. Larry was happily married uh, to his wife, Mary Lou, uh, and in 1950, by 1957, they had three children that they adored. So he was giving it to the beaver. Well, it was, you know, it was a Catholic, you know, they were both Catholic, and they tend to have large families. And plus, his wife was Mary, Mary Lou was pregnant with their fourth, fourth child. So they had three children, one more on the way than 1957. Larry, uh, they had a home. They bought a home in Akron. They, they had a seventeen thousand dollar mortgage. Man, what would, would you, that's they must today that wouldn't even be a tiny house. But back in the days, so, you know, I, I, a tiny house. My parents, I think their first house they bought, they had a uh, their mortgage each month was seventy dollars. My mom's mortgage payment was one hundred and eleven dollars yeah. to me. So um, they had a house. They had you know three kids, one on the way. Larry was a salesman, doing pretty good in his career. He was earning $10,000 per year. So, you know, in 1957, that was not bad coin. Uh, His career was going well, and, you know, but he was still looking for ways to get rich quick. When he wasn't working, Larry enjoyed spending his time with his family, and he also loved outdoor sports like fishing and swimming. And, of course, archery, as I mentioned before. He became quite good at it, 
He became the Akron area archery champion and eventually ended up being the Ohio State archery champion uh, in the late 50s. So he could, the man could, uh, man could shoot a bow and arrow. You know what I don't like about that? <clears throat> Is it, now, you know I go to the gun range a lot. Mm-hmm. When you shoot down the range, mm-hmm. you ain't got to go get your bullets back. That's true. That's true. When you're shooting a bow arrow, mm-hmm. you got to go pull it out of the haystack. Or, yeah. Which means you need more than just one, or it's just it's ridiculous. It takes a long time. Yeah. His job as a salesman required uh, Larry to travel a lot. He hated to be away from his wife and his growing family. Uh, when he was away on business, he tried to fill his downtime with sports they loved, fishing, swimming, and archery. Okay, so that brings us to the morning of May 15th, 1957. And you were, what, 12 years old then, Colonel? That's one of my kids' 1957? May 12th? May 15th? 15, 15, 15, 15, not, not 1957. Just May uh, Do you I remember was, which one? I was a long way from being uh, That would be... Jacob. Happy birthday, Jacob. May 15th, 1957. Yeah, well, you missed it. I'm you missed sorry. his birthday. I'm sorry, Jacob. Uh, while he was in Cleveland, which, of course, is not too far from Akron, uh, Larry told his wife that he had uh, to deal with some bad checks that some, business, that some businesses dumped on him, and that after he dealt with these bad checks, he, uh, you know, he was a salesman again, was selling cookware. Like, I don't know what that would be. I guess it's a, a he's selling... What, stoves or... I don't know why he's selling. Cookware. Fiestaware. I think when they say cookware salesman, that's what he was selling. You mean like plates? plates no. Skillets. No, he was selling skillets. Pots and pans. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so anyway, he was still... He, he told his wife that day that... You he, don't do a lot of cooking, do you? Not, not at all. <laughs> never. He said he was... Uh, he, he had got some bad checks, and he was trying to get that worked out. And he said after he got that worked out... He was going to go maybe go fishing on the river, on the Rocky River near Cleveland. I've never heard of Rocky River before this, but mm-hmm. apparently it's near Cleveland. Uh, being an avid sportsman, Larry rented a boat uh, on, uh, on Rocky River uh, and left the dock around 4.30 p.m. Now, there were storm warnings that day. They were up, but at the time, at 4.30, the river was calm. Larry had planned on being out on a boat for about two hours, and then the st- because the storm wasn't uh, expected to come in for three hours, so he thought he had plenty of time to get back safely and in time. And had he done so, we wouldn't have this story, because Larry lived a pretty boring life. But sadly, uh, Larry did not make it back uh, on that day. The next morning, his boat was found washed up on the rocks, at nearby Perkins Beach on the Rocky River near Cleveland. The Coast Guard never found Larry's body, and um, the water was so rough, there was no uh, way that the, they, they figured there was no way that the young man could have survived. Um, he was 31 years old. When, this, uh, when, the, uh, when they found the boat, the police noticed something odd, that the gas line to the boat had been cut. Oh, we got us a mystery here now, Timmy. Yeah, because that's unusual. That doesn't just happen by itself. Let me get my magnifying well, glass. Yeah. Okay, there, Inspector. So, I'm Doctor Who. Doctor Who. A little bit, yeah. In any event, Larry was presumed dead. He left behind a pregnant wife with a pregnant widow with three young children. 
Mary Lou was heartbroken. The love of her life was gone. She was widowed at the age of 28. She gave birth to her fourth child three months after Larry's uh, death. Five years later, uh, Larry was declared legally dead by the, uh, by the judge presiding over his case. <clears throat> An insurance policy was paid out for $40,000 and had recently been upgraded to pay double indemnity for any event of an accidental death. So Mary Luce uh, also started receiving social security benefits. So, so that's, she, she was rolling in the dough. She, you know what? She probably had it going on. She got a little pool, had Pedro the pool boy come over there. Man, 40000 She might have had a rubber pool. That was a lot of money back Blow then. Pool. Yeah, it was a lot of money. 40000 She probably... So that's the story. That. That's the mm-hmm. story My house with that. Yeah. That's the story of Lawrence Joseph Bader. Now Brandy's going to take it from here. Yeah, let's talk about Fritz. We got a guy named Fritz. I love this name. Yes. John Francis Johnson, or Fritz, Yes. Uh, was born in Boston, Massachusetts in 1926. He never knew his real parents and spent most of his early life in a Brookline orphanage. Aw. Uh, despite his humble beginnings. You know the thing about orphans? They're in orphanages. They, they don't, don't have, have parents. They don't have parents. They don't, and sometimes they get pissy about that. Yeah. And, and you know what? I have found very few of them sing, like Annie. Oh, none of them. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah. And they don't have dogs. Or and you know, and tomorrow is not necessarily going to be a better day. Tomorrow could be worse than today. That's only a day away. Yeah. All right. So despite his humble beginnings, though, Fritz was outgoing and he was very friendly. He was he was self-described as happy-go-lucky. Happy-go-lucky Fritz. So he had such a great opinion of himself. He did. He claimed to have many girlfriends and was a devoted bachelor. Holy Christ, Timmy. He's a ladies' man. If he, she would have got that money back in uh, 1955, that'd be like getting $400,000 today. Okay. Thank you, Colonel. So she would live in large. But it was actually 1960. But, but anyway, go ahead. That was Mary Lou. Let's talk about Fritz. He's got hoes in different area codes. Yeah. Uh, let's Fritz see. is the ladies' man. Yes. He loves sports, especially archery. Uh, Fritz did all right in school and joined the Navy right after high school. In March of 1957, Fritz arrived in Omaha, Nebraska to start his new life. $325,000 it will be, Timmy. Thank you, Colonel. That's a lot of lettuce. You can still buy a house. Yes. So Fritz is in Omaha now. Yes. Okay. It's not been that long since we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. So he found a job as a bartender at a local pub. He went to a watering hole. It is. He's going to serve drinks it, at a watering hole. If you're going to be a bartender, it's best to do it at a bar. A local bar. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it wouldn't make sense for him to do it across country. But it was, excuse me, it was the perfect job for the friendly and outgoing Fritz. He the done, ladies' man. The ladies' man. Uh, his customers loved him. He would tell them dirty jokes and all about his adventures while serving in the Navy. Everybody loved Fritz. And I don't know if you, if I wrote this down there, but he had a pencil-thin mustache. I think it is in here yeah. somewhere. I th- you know what? That will, that's a panty <clears throat> dropping right there. Oh, You know, if a woman, if you go, if you have a pencil-thin mustache, w- yeah. women, there's no need for underwear. No, really, we, really, there's no, no need for pants. we throw ourselves at guys who look like Snidely Whiplash. Hold on, give me those scissors. If you don't there. know who that is, look it up. 
Okay, so what happened to Fred? So I'm going to make myself, I'm going to change when I come back from vacation, instead of having this beard. You have a pencil thin mustache? No, I decide I'm going to get a Fu Manchu. Oh, that's not the same. Okay. That's stupid. That's a panty dropper, though, ain't it? No. No. With the big balls on the end, like no. The, no. Oh, but you remember? It, it, it looks like remember, a beaver. You don't get beaver with it. <laughs> you remember Wit used to? Yeah, Whit I'm gonna wax my wax mustache. Wax it out. Okay. It was it was sweet. Yes, I'm, right. gonna, I'm gonna tell you, uh, mustache wax is coming back. It's been back. Well, yeah. yeah, these guys. I'm a little. These guys. Around. You know, I don't like these guys growing the beards. I do not like it. Okay. Okay. No, it's just. Do you like it? I mean. You see a guy in a pair of tight little jeans, and he's got I a big I do not like, first of all, men should shit. never wear skinny jeans. They should never. Ever. But then he's got never. this big lumberjack beard. They should wear skinny never. jeans if they're... No, they shouldn't. If they're transgender. It's no. Okay. It's okay. In fact, I'm actually against anybody wearing skinny jeans. Okay. I don't... Even if you're a woman, because you know what? Your lady bits need to breathe, and they just can't... It's, your vagina is strangled in skinny jeans. It's but anywho. I would, you know. Well, some vaginas just need to be killed. That's true. Now, some vaginas that some need to be Some of them come out of skinny down. jeans smelling <laughs> like they've been killed. <laughs> smelling like they've been rotted in yeah, roadkill. Okay, Fritz. Back to Fritz. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> you're, you're a little pushy today, Timmy. This is a good story. Back to Fritz. Fritz, Fritz worked for two years as a bartender before... In 1959, he landed, oh, my God, a job as an announcer. Do you want to stay here or you want to take a nap, devil? Well, it's, I think it's the story. <laughs> no, this <laughs> is According to Timmy, this is one of the fascinating, most fascinating right. ones we've done. Well, in 1959, he became an announcer on KBON Radio. Which seems like a good fit for him. They're on your side. I mean, he K-Bot. could have actually, he could have been in podcasting. He could have. I would have hired him and got rid of both of you. <laughs> But unfortunately, Fritz, this was before Fritz, this is before podcasting. Weather but. on the nines from KBON. Yeah. Now here's Penny Lover. <laughs> why, you, why are you always talking about getting rid of us? I mean, it, it, because it would probably improve the quality of our podcast. But continue, Brandy, telling us about Fritz. I don't think Fritz. it would improve the writing. Okay. And Fritz, Fritz, Fritz becomes a announcer with, what was the radio station? K-B-O-N Radio. K-B-O-N. Music yeah. of weather on the chance. Yes. So, as a publicity, we suck. We should never be allowed to access to microphone. <laughs> no, we really shouldn't. We're probably right. the three last people should be have a podcast. Hey! Oh. W-K-B-O-N. That is way too many letters. That was the morning zoo. It was morning <laughs> zoo. Hey! K-B-O-N. <laughs> All right. So I bet it was, I bet it was AM. Captain Nintendo stuff. Okay. So he, he's working for the radio station. Not in 59. Because he's a very outgoing, yeah. charismatic. I don't need a recap. We're not that far into it. Well, okay. So as a publicity stunt. Interrupt you every three seconds. Go ahead. As a publicity stunt. As a publicity stunt, old boy went and perched on a flagpole. Okay. So he they was, had. Wait, this is my favorite part, though. Okay. He was up there for a month <laughs> to raise money for polio. Okay. So this oh, is like no. the he was this would be polio. like the ice bucket challenge of its day. He went on he <clears> set <throat> he done pole setting, which was a thing. You know, it was a thing. No, tell me what uh, tell me about it. Well, you go up and you set on a pole. There wasn't really a whole lot to it, but it was like, you know, a dancing was contest. There, now, now, here's my question. Was there like a little 
Yeah, a there's little, a little platform. A little platform? Yes. Oh, because that then I'm, it's not as impressive, <laughs> yeah. A. And B. Well, I mean, you still wasn't, set up in the air. Wasn't Joe DeSalt giving this thing away, from, <laughs> giving the vaccine for free? Well, what, what kind of money are you raising here sitting your ass up there on that bowl? He was, uh, oh, he raised money. Perched like a vulture <laughs> up there. <laughs> Oh, he raised money. Oh, he raised five grand. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he to fight polio. That's better. When, when the when the vaccine is free. When was this? All right, continue, Brandon. It was in nineteen. Uh, let's say fifty nine. Okay. Uh, and Fritz reveled in the attention. Yeah. He, he's an attention whore. He became a a local celebrity, much like somebody else is an attention whore here. Who that would be like raising forty-eight thousand dollars. But has a, a rank of colonel, rank but of colonel, and name rhymes with fuck. <laughs> That'd okay. be like raising forty-five thousand dollars today. Oh, Son Jesus of a bitch Christ. to fight to fight a disease, fight a disease that, that already a vaccine has a vaccine. Why didn't that he? Is free. Yeah. Why didn't you sit up there for smallpox? Why not sit up there for rabies? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Have a fun. You run. know, I think we need to do a, a telethon for rabies. You know what? Have a, and I said this before. Have a five thousand k you know, and, and they want, they had the they had the bucket challenge. Oh, that's all well well and good. And I know your brother died from ALS. So He's dead, so it doesn't matter. But. Are you sick of the, raising money for awareness? I'm, I'm fucking aware of it. I'm aware of it. Fix the motherfucker. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. Cure the motherfucker. I want to raise money for a cure. Exactly. I, you know what? Or I want least, you to raise money. I want you to find, and if you're looking for a cause to donate, but I want you to donate so much goddamn money that you bring him back from the dead. Well, but find a disease that nobody's really heard of. Everybody's heard of polio and ALS. You know, find like, you know, I don't know, Cushing's disease or well, Michael Jackson syndrome. I'll tell you an interesting you know. anal fissures. Anal fissures. <laughs> that doesn't They're more get common. nearly enough attention. <laughs> but I will do a bucket challenge for <laughs> anal fissures. <laughs> Well, you know, if you sat on the pole long enough, you probably have a an fissure. <laughs> yeah, he's probably doing it. But here's an interesting thing that that I learned: the vaccine, the polio vaccine, was introduced in 1955. So it, you know, they were still working. on it. News was slow to get. He got it. Is that five grand? Give a guy a break. He was doing something for his community. When you have only only about four thousand people a year in the United States get ALS. Uh huh. So one of the reasons they were doing the bucket challenge is because pharmaceutical companies, research places, they don't do that much research on them because there's no money to be made. Oh, I know that. Because there's only 4,000 patients. I know. Because, and because I'm an educated person, I already knew that part of the story, so it's very boring. And they say but, that they say that it's really, they say that the money they raised there did actually help with research. And yeah, they found something. Actually, they found two. They found it, a thing. And in, a, in a last year, they have made... It, now, since Lou Gehrig, and Lou Gehrig didn't actually have Lou Gehrig's disease, I don't think. Um, he had that. What, do you have a Babe Ruth disease? <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Monroe disease. <laughs> he, he Fast had, forward. Okay, I'm getting to the thing. Okay, get back to Fritz. It's from the head injury stuff. Um, but any, you know, that mimics ALS, and he played football without a helmet. He got hit in the head with 10 pitches in his day. Um, so they think it was a head injury. That's what's wrong with Casey. Uh, but in the last year... Mm-hmm. Since up until last year, they have made no progress in treating this disease. In the last two years, they've made two huge discoveries that they think can get this disease under control if they work on it. But let's get back to Fritz. Before we do, a special shout-out to Jahara, Alicia, Chip, Bridget, and Cindy Lou. I forgot to get you guys earlier. They sponsor us on Patreon. 
If you would like to sponsor us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history tweets. Is this our commercial interruption? This is a commercial break. Yeah. And commercial, now back commercial. to Fritz Johnson. <laughs> All right, so Fritz Johnson. All right, so he really loved the attention that he got. From sitting on the pole. From sitting on the pole. During his month. Well, much on, like the attention you like from. You, you got from on the pole. <laughs> yeah. You liked the attention when you was on the pole, didn't you? Swinging from a pole. Yeah. And what was your What was your hooker friend. name? Or your, your, your stripper name. Stripper name. Brandy. It was Desiree. With an I. Brandy with, Brandy an, with an, an I. Brandy with an I. Okay. And Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Part over the yeah, aisle. Clearly. Okay, so anyway, while it's why he's on the pole, friends, friends would hoist up bottles of liquor for him. Because, you know, he's not doing anything else. And at one point, Fritz became so drunk, he almost fell off the pole. <laughs> kind of like falling off the wagon. Those are not your friends. And then. you know, if you fall off the pole, that's a, that's a serious thing if you're yeah. up in the air. Those are not your friends then, because nobody's well, thought that through. You know, you know, if he was Mexican. He's bored. If he was a Mexican and John Wesley Harden came in, he would have tried to shoot him off the pole. He probably would have. Wow. Thanks for that well, insight, Colonel. Remember the guy was just sunbathing on the thing and John Wesley yes. Harden tried to knock him off on yeah, the Yeah, he's kind of a dickweed. He tried to shoot his hat, <laughs> shoot his hat <laughs> off and he shot him in the head. <laughs> so, continue, Brandy. So, popular and incredibly flamboyant, much like Liberace, he was simply known to the public as Fritz. And he never really used his last name. Just Fritz. Fritz. Right. Much like the Colonel and Madonna. Or Norm. And Liberace. And Liberace. We're all me, Prince. Actually, no. Ran into Liberace once. (laughs) From behind? No, no, no. no. (laughs) And Scott Sorensen, it it was down on Fountain Square. I was just walking by, and they had a Kimball piano company is in Cincinnati, and they were having their 100th anniversary of something on Fountain Square. And this limousine pulls up, and I'm walking down the street, and this guy who later I figured was Scott Sorensen, his lover, opens the door, and there's... Did Liberace, Liberace. Did Liberace hit you with his coat? No, he just walked by. He was uh, very flamboyant. But anyway, did, did any of it rub off on you? No, no, it's a shame. All right, so as as was been has been stated, I don't know five or six times here on this script, Fritz was a ladies' man. The ladies' man, and he would often date several women at once. In addition to having an endless number of one night stands, so his wang was getting a workout. Seriously, he was giving it to the beaver. Yeah. Co-workers remember him as a hopeless flirt who was always... awake here, I don't know what my problem is. Uh, He was a hopeless flirt who was always trying to get women into bed. (laughs) Who's that remind you of? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Fritz 
was going to, he just, he didn't like marriage. Fritz claimed to not like marriage, and he was going to be a bachelor for life. Who doesn't like marriage? He would often give his best friend, he'd give his friends shit when they became engaged. Uh, Fritz was kind of a weirdo, as we said, stated earlier. He dressed flamboyantly and had a pencil-thin mustache. Ooh. So Timmy kind of gave it away on that one. I'm Thank sorry. you, Timmy. Really? Just trying to set the stage. How did, how did that guy on the Flintstones do it? Um, I don't you know what he's Remember doing. the guy that, he was on his show, he was an actor, always had a pencil-thin mustache. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think you're talking about well, This guy go. was kind of like him. Snidely Whiplash? No, no, he was like a... Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of it. And he will always laugh like this. He was. A, <laughs> you know what he also did with Bob Hope? He, the yeah, real guy. Yeah, the real yeah, guy. The real guy with Bob Hope. With OS, uh, uh, the USO. I can't think of his name. But go ahead. All right, me. we're good. Yeah, continue. All right, he was well known around town for owning a hearse that he, out, <laughs> that he outfitted with a coffee table, bar, and pillows. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck big ass hearse. What the hell? You know, and the pencil thin mustache, those panties. There's no yeah. need, ladies, there's no need for panties. Just, I mean, they don't even wear them. The women in that town might as well just walk around naked. <laughs> so it was rumored. Uh, it was rumored that he used the hearse for gambling. Oh. But when the police raided it once. <laughs> <laughs> There we need to no get a search warrant on a hearse. Yeah. How do, you, how do you ask for that? He was a gambler. He was a, drink, a drinker, a drunkard, and, a, and he was a ladies' man. He was a rounder, Timmy. He was just a rounder. That's going to drive me crazy trying to think who that actor, that guy was. Oh, God. So anyway, so the police didn't find any conclusive evidence in the hearse of gambling. Okay. So it would be that he, hard. He'd just toss it out the window. He threw the dice out. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like... Um, instead of placing the actual date on checks, he would simply write winter, spring, summer, or fall. <laughs> yes! I'm gonna All you have to do that. is call. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to start doing that. And I'll be there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I will. you got a friend. You know, thank you. Uh, so on his, that's on his checks. He wouldn't put the dates. I know. He just... Yeah. just <laughs> Just the season. It's a bit of an oddball. <laughs> or Fritz. Well, you know what? And I don't know. If you have money, you're considered eccentric. But if you don't have that much money... You're just crazy. You're just weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he was weird, but he was getting... He's getting laid. Well, but you're still weird. He doesn't uh, have enough money to be eccentric. Uh, all right. I'll give you that. All right. So, being known... He was known to be a social butterfly. Um, Omaha residents were surprised when, on April 11th, 1962... Fritz married. He got married. married. A, forming, a former model named Nancy Johnson. Well, luckily for her, she doesn't have to change her, her monograms. I wonder if he had to get rid of the hearse. They had two children. One that was conceived during their marriage and a second that Nancy had from a previous marriage. There was a huge age difference between the couple. He was 36. She was 22. How did they ever find anything to talk about? Well, well, I think he was a lady, man. He didn't talk about that. Okay, Colonel. I bet she was The big. guy that we were talking about, Don, Don Ashmi. The hot piano. He was the guy. 88 Fingers. He played 88 Fingers Louie on the uh, He on was the, the actor. Yeah, and do you know where he was born? Akron, Ohio. He was born in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Kenosha, Wisconsin. And I'm going to be up in... I wonder if they got a statue of him. I don't know. That's where you go for vacation. Well, I guess you have to look. Who vacations in fucking Kenosha? Jesus, God. It's dickweed over here. So anyway, so he, they've got this huge age gap. 
of uh, what is that? Fourteen years. Yeah, but you know, she was. I think she was a model. She's bendy. That's all that is. She's yeah. very bendy. Well, he's you know he's given up his you know he, he he's given up his bachelor, his life as a bachelor for this woman. He was getting he was getting laid a lot, Fritz. Well, and clearly so was she. All right, she was a really? divorcee, which was kind of scandalous back then. Somebody was divorcee. To the yeah. And she was the divorcee. Okay, so clearly she will just leave people should she not want to be there anymore. Well, All right, yes. so affable and charming, Johnson became a celebrity in Omaha and in 1963 joined KETV. So now he's moving there to television. They're on your side Ooh. as yeah. an announcer for news, sports, weather, and commercials. Yeah, he did a lot of like uh, local sports events, including wrestling. Matt, uh, did, did you want me to read about oh, this? Please do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, but Timmy could tell us about it. <laughs> Fritz announced. Please continue. Well, and here's here's a shocker for you. Fritz announced pro wrestling matches. Oh, and was promoted to sports director at the TV station. But you know, it's you being a ra- uh, announcer on, on wrestling is a dangerous job because they sometimes they hit you over head with chairs. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that I, shit. That's why I don't do it. I like wrestling. Um, one other thing that Fritz had going for him was that he was the Nebraska State Freestyle Archery Champion. So he was quite the archer, our Fritz. You know what I don't understand about that when they when I read that freestyle. Uh-huh. Yeah, freestyle. I mean, is that you like, rap? You rap when you're doing it. Okay, I mean, you well, just, that or just behind your head. <clears throat> okay, yeah. is that what it is like? Yeah. I'm doing. It's like when you play horse. I call behind the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out, okay, yeah. between the legs. Do I just thought, the, whatever. Mm-hmm. No cotton. You know, he's. I thought he was rapping myself, but maybe. Well, I thought it was archery without condoms. Could be, um, but he defended this title twelve times. So, so for 12 years, he was the Nebraska State freestyle. Years, they, it might have just been... It could be six years. Doesn't give a fuck. I'm going with 12. I assume they only have the Nebraska State freestyle archery <laughs> competitions so you just once a year. shit up here? Or what you All right. Continue. No. Continue, Brandon. Uh, he, he's an archery champion of Wisconsin. Much like Larry Bader was in Akron. <clears throat> Go ahead. In 1964, unfortunately for Fritz... His health took a turn for the worse, oh, and he was no. diagnosed with a malignant brain tumor that ended up costing him his eye. Poor Fritz. Hmm. So he had to wear a patch. <coughs> oh, that's cool, though. That's a good look. Hey. A patch Penny. and a pencil-thin mustache. Penny. Oh, that's right. You know what? There's no sense even owning panties. <laughs> Here you go, Timmy. That's the sound of those panties hitting the floor. Yeah. Yeah, they, they probably can't even sell panties in that town with him walking around with a pencil-thin mustache and an iPad. Well, he was married at this point, though. Doesn't matter. You think it matters? Yeah, it matters. All right. No, it doesn't. So yeah, he left his wife. He appeared to recover quite well and resumed his television career and his life as an archer. He took to wearing an eye patch even on the air, further enhancing his reputation as being flamboyant. And the fur coat didn't hurt. <laughs> Despite losing his eye, he continued to dominate on the Nebraska archery circuit, well, which I've heard but, can be quite... I mean, if you're dominating... It's cutthroat. But yeah. you know, when you think about it, you always got that you one eye shot one eye anyway. anyway. Right. Yeah. So... You know, you know I watched those guys in the Olympics, and they put that rope... They put that... Whatever it is, the... the string? String, whatever. On their mouth. They hold it against their mouth. I don't know. Yeah, I watched it in the Olympics. Seems and I like a dirty thing. It does seem dirty to me, too. But <laughs> Okay, that was not that important, but continue. 
<laughs> once, once again. Back to Fritz. <laughs> Are you laughing at him? <laughs> I just had something pop up in my news feed. Oh, there it is. All right. I thought he was laughing at me. It was fun. Yours was funny too, but this I I, I gotta say if if people read the news today, that will be. We'll say it now because people are okay. curious. So I'm just reading the news, you know. And and the other day Donald Trump said something about you know how Barack Obama founded ISIS. You know he was a creator of ISIS because of his Everybody political policies. That. Today, Trump said, no. I mean, he is the founder, literally. <laughs> he founded ISIS. Oh, he thinks he, like, he started the he chapter said, or something? He gathered people it, together. Yeah, he actually founded the group. Not that he created oh, the circumstances. No, you mean he literally did it? He literally did. Okay. That, no, that's what Trump they, said. They, they had to, like, pay well, I'm glad he cleared things. that up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. he said, yeah, no. Yeah, they had to pay dues. Trump said. They didn't want, you don't want him to think, he, he doesn't want people to get the mis, you know, the mis, the misinterpreted to think he was... Talking figuratively. Figuratively, he said no. I mean, he's the literal founder of ISIS. Everyone has an opinion. Brandy, go on with Fritz. (laughs) I don't know. Let's get back to Fritz. Okay, so three months after he lost his eye, he again won the Nebraska State Freestyle Archery Championship. Even after his injury, I mean, even after his surgery to remove a tumor. He is amazing. He really is. Fritz was so good that the Sanders Archery Company of Columbus, Nebraska, Columbus, Nebraska, Mm -hmm. sent him in February of 1965 to Chicago's McCormick Place to demonstrate the firm's new equipment at a sports show. Wow. I wonder if he got per diem for that. So he's going to be like those (laughs) That means per day. Per day. Yeah. So, but he reminds me, I wonder if he's like those chicks that lay across the hood of cars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was no, he, he laid was across the arch? Like, like, like White Snake, I guess. Yeah. White snake yeah. yeah. You know, like who, car shows. who in the world, what man in the world that's over 39 did not want to, did not think Tawny Katane was just Yeah, but she's so BSC. She, oh, she got that crazy. She is so she, BSC. And she hit the wall, did she? She, oh, with her full face. Yeah. She beat up a baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he goes to, rough. he goes to Chicago for yes, this event. He went to, he went to, uh, he went to a sports show to demonstrate to lay on top of this, so you get a free trip out of archery equipment. Yeah. So he's in Chicago. What happens, Colonel Weiss in Chicago? Well, this is where the live of uh, Larry gets interesting. Okay, this is this is the this is the crossroads of Larry Bo- Larry Beta and sports caster Fritz. Okay, a man from Akron who was visiting the show did the double take. Like on the Flintstones. Uh, That's like when he saw Fritz. When he saw Fritz. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Okay. You, you're kind of pushing me. You're, you're pressuring me. I don't know what you're doing here, Timmy. Continue, Colonel. I'm just it's trying awful, to, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a horrible way to work. <laughs> what is this? Continue. Kirk. You know what? This is like working in, in a, one of those sweatshops overseas in a third world country. I feel like yeah, I should it's be, just like that. I feel like I should be sewing underwear right now. I feel like you I should be sewing. You should be make, I should be making ties. For Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Continue, Colonel. <clears throat> anyway, 
So a man from Akron's visiting this show, and he does a double take. Okay, well, he was he was taken aback. He was, because Fritz Johnson was a spitting image of his friend Larry Beta, who had died eight years earlier. Oh, yeah, the guy we talked about earlier. Yeah. Seemed not, like an hour and a half ago. The friend then I love called, how it all ties in together. Yeah. The friend then you, called... You thought that was a random story, then. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no idea. surprised me. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, continue, Colonel. Do you want me to continue? I would because love. I, okay. I would love for you to continue because you guys can keep going. No, I mean, no, if you no, got no. More to please, say. please. This is it's getting interesting now. Okay. We'll have plenty of time to do that while you're on vacation. <laughs> oh, that's true. A friend then called one of Larry's family members who lived in the Chicago area. A niece rushed to the sports show, confirmed the likeness, and summoned two of Larry's brothers from Akron. The niece walked up to Fritz and said, "Aren't you my uncle, Larry?" who used to play Ride the Pony with me, but told me not to tell my parents. No, that's not what she said. <laughs> but she did ask him if he was if he was her uncle, right? He did. Did and he say uncle? Did he tell uncle? <laughs> she said say uncle. So Fritz thought she was joking, but he was cooperative and denied any connection to the Beta family. Not me. What's that got to do with me? Now, not to sway Don't look at me. Mm-mm. Denise called Richard and John Beta. In Akron, and explained that that dead brother... They should have called Darth. ...had a look-alike in Chicago. She persuaded Johnson... (laughs) She was a Johnson persuader. Uh, She persuaded Johnson to speak on the phone. And the Beta brothers listened intently as the gentleman on the other end of the line denied knowing anyone from Akron. <clears throat> I would deny knowing anything. So, from yeah, so, 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 so Fritz is like, what, what you know, the fuck are you talking I, about? I, I, wouldn't you kind of like want to move away from this lady? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, maybe <laughs> she was hot. He, he, he was a ladies' yeah. man. Okay, continue. So the brothers jump on a plane to Chicago. <clears throat> it wasn't just a voice that intrigued them. Larry Beta was an avid archer, Timmy. Hmm, there's a, there's a seemingly there's a connection here. Seems like it. <clears throat> When Fritz met the Beta brothers, he they showed no hint of recognition. Fritz was polite, answered all their questions, and even volunteered to take a fingerprint test. What? There was no doubt in their minds, however, that he was their lost sibling. Even though he had a pencil-thin mustache. Yeah. And a patch on his eye. It's the most remarkable thing I've ever seen in my life, Dick Beta said afterwards. Dick Beta. Dick Beta. <laughs> his, ah. his name was Richard, but I'm going with Dick. Uh, I'm sure Bader called him Dick. <laughs> Dick Beta, um, I don't know what to say. We feel that the poor man has a real case of illness and some kind of mental block, John Beta said. Now, the group went down to the local Chicago PD and took Fritz's fingerprints and sent them to the FBI for analysis. The FBI compared Fritz's fingerprints to Larry Beta's prints taken while he was in the Navy. A few weeks later, <clears throat> the FBI contacted Fritz to give him the news. The fingerprints, what do you think happened there to me? Tell us, Colonel. There was an exact match. So he was, in fact, Mr. Beta. So Fritz is Larry. Fritz is Larry. And Larry is Fritz. And it's news to Fritz. Fritz was just in shock. He was taken aback. I was sure the fingerprint check would clear me, as if being Fritz was a crime, but Johnson told a reporter. Wouldn't I be out of my mind to agree to the check if I knew I was Beta? He had a lifetime of memories. What about the orphanage, his service in the Navy, the friends he had known throughout the years? How could he be someone else? That's a good question. How could it even be possible? How could it be possible? Also, what about his current wife and child? 
What about Larry's widow and family? We got all kinds of things going on. Yeah, it's complicated. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mess. tangled mess. It's a mess of chef. Fritz was mess. just overwhelmed, Timmy. I'm sure he would he be. He was overwhelmed. Like we, any of us would be. Now, fearing he was now in legal trouble, legal trouble for bigotry mm-hmm. and any other crime. I'm sorry, bigger me. Bigger me. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a bigot. We know of. And any other crimes that this Larry Beta guy may have committed, Fritz found himself a lawyer. He lawyered up. Mm-hmm. Now, Fritz told the attorney of his upbringing. He said he was one of 22 babies left on doorsteps in Boston in 1930. You couldn't swing a damn cat without finding a baby on a doorstep, apparently. And he was raised in an orphanage in Brookline, Massachusetts. He joined the Navy in 1943 and was discharged in 1957. So that was a long time, 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. The attorney suggested Fritz get a psychological evaluation. (laughs) That's not looking good if your attorney says you need to get a psyche eval. I've actually had an attorney tell me that before, (laughs) um, and it it got me out of the case. We can constantly encourage Brandy to do the same thing. (laughs) Well... Yeah, but remember we got a, we had we pay, last Christmas we paid for the psychological yeah. evaluation and the poor fucker doing it ran out of here screaming. <laughs> yeah, he, wanted, he was an amateur. <laughs> yeah, he did you ever see the movie? Um, did you ever see the first movie of uh, what, what was it? The uh, where they they videotape and the you know ghosts appear and stuff. Oh, paranormal activity. Paranormal activity. No. It only had like four people in the whole movie, right? And one of them was this. They bring, in, of course, they bring in the a priest. Yeah, oh, no, they bring in the paranormal parapsychologist in. Yeah, and the parapsychologist he comes in, you know, and they usually give you their spiel about what this spirit is or whatever. This motherfucker comes in and he's like, he checks around. He does. He says, "I'm leaving." <laughs> He's in the scene for like three minutes. I'm fucking. I'm out of here. Which is what uh, the psychologist did when we brought when him we in brought him for Brandy. Yeah. And you know what? We was just trying to clear up a couple minor things. Yeah. And when, sure. when he told Brandy, you know what? This is a safe zone. You can say anything you like. Yeah. He she said like three things, and this poor son of a bitch he just went flying yeah. out the door. He's like, <laughs> like ah. I don't get paid that. And much. you know what was funny? The guy. Remember how dark his hair was yeah. when he came in? It was almost yeah, pure uh, white. He had that. Out. He had that bright Frankenstein. Yeah, strike. that strike right going right Weak down the middle. Constitution. Mm-hmm. How do yeah. you think uh, Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein did it the most? Do you think it was this uh, Franken penis? What do you mean? <laughs> but I mean, do you think they did a doggy style? I would think doggy style because he had those boots. You think that she pulled on those uh, bolts that came out of his neck? Oh, oh, you know. Because she, I bet she had bolts coming out her vagina. <laughs> she wouldn't have to need one. <laughs> Can we get back she on topic? <laughs> okay, okay. Back to Fritz. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, so his, the, the, the lawyer says, we need to get you a... It's they were like doing a Frankenstyle. She's Spankenstein. Spankenstein with his Frankenweiner. <laughs> You know, I would think that I would hope that they would pull. When you're getting parts, I would hope they would get him a, an above average penis. Well, you call in if you really need help. You call in Edward Penis Fingers. Well, and then what happens? You know, when she she don't want to, she don't want to be bothered, she gets out the torch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Edward Penis Hands. That's wouldn't you, I mean, really, weren't you concerned that he was going to be a child molester in that movie? Edward he, Penis when, Hands. No, yeah, Frankenstein. When he first came across a little girl. girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I didn't think that was going to end up good. No. Okay, back to uh, Fritz. His lawyer tells him his he attorney needs a psych- says, "Go get yourself a psychological evaluation." 
and then the attorney started his own investigation. The strange case made national news. Doctors debated whether he truly suffered from amnesia or a deep-seated psychiatric problem. Or he was faking it. Or if the tumor that robbed him of his eye could have stolen his memory, which really doesn't make sense because the tumor came along afterwards. Well, he, that, was, that's when it affected yeah, him. Yeah, that's when they were diagnosed, but he could have had it for a longer period. Well, that's true. That's true. Jeez, um, Chuck. But, you know. Christ. Well, I also read that maybe the accident, the boating accident, maybe it's something that happened. To, you got hit in the head. Got jostled. Or he got frightened. You know, he was just. Yeah. You know. Now, Mary Lou Bader was shocked to learn that she was no longer a widow because she had been, she collected that $400,000 in today's cash and would, had been banging the pool boy ever since. No, she had not. <clears throat> but she, she was shocked to hear that he was still alive. Oh, I bet it's She was shocked. And she, um, she said I, I, it was something very unreal. It was sort of like a numbness. It wasn't an emptiness like I felt when he had drowned. Because the pool boy had filled no. emptiness. Play it straight, no pool boy. <laughs> oh, she was a devout Roman Catholic. Yes, she was. <clears throat> so she did not believe in divorce. It was not an option. There was also the issue of the insurance payments and social social security survival benefits that she'd been receiving for six years. Now, meanwhile, Fritz's wife, Nancy Johnson, didn't like to comment <clears throat> about this case. I just don't know what to think, she said. At first, everyone else was in shock, but having been already divorced once, she was not eager to end a marriage. In the end, though, that's exactly what she did. Now, Johnson, on the other end, his life quickly unravels. Well, yeah. TV station. She lost to Johnson. She lost to Johnson. And Johnson's about to lose some stuff. Fritz, yeah, Fritz. uh, It doesn't go well for Fritz. The TV station fired him. His wife annulled their marriage. He moved into the room. Now, <clears throat> this is a serendipity mm-hmm. or some kind of symmetry. Okay. Because how long had he been in the Navy uh, where he could sail the seven seas? Yeah, like 14, In the Navy. Like 14 yeah. years. So you know where he's living now? Where? In the he Navy. got a room at the... YMCA. YMCA. Mm-hmm. Yes, where, you know, they don't do that anymore, do they? It used to be where you could rent rooms real cheap at the Y. Yeah. Okay. And then the village people would come. Well, I think you just got a cot. Alert. I think it was like a... They would sodomize you. The, yeah. The village people. <laughs> they come in there. Yeah. You didn't want to really be at the Y. I didn't want to be... I wouldn't want to be sodomized by the Indian chief. You know just what? the Indian chief? No, I would not. That's where you draw the line. You don't want to be sodomized it's by the, the Indian chief. The construction guy wasn't that. Right. What about the construction wasn't guy, but you know who? It was the uh, it was the policeman all in leather. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's something. But you know he had an attitude, and he had handcuffs. He had handcuffs. And you know what? Yeah, and you. I had to start. I had a little. I had to start a thing. Colonel's butts matter. <laughs> Stay out of my butt, Mr. Policeman. Yeah, okay. So, so so Fritz loses his wife. He's lost, he's lost his second much wife. He's he lost living his at job. the YMCA and he got his job back as a bartender. Okay. Now he earned a hundred a week and paid fifty a week to support his Akron children and twenty a week for his Omaha children. Okay, so he's Hurting for he's, certain. He's hurting. Yeah. And he doesn't even know what the fuck is going on still. Yeah, he's not yeah. sure what happened. <laughs> In August 1965, Mary Lou Bader drove her four kids to Chicago. Mm-hmm. They picked up a total stranger, Fritz Johnson, at Union Station and had a two-day family reunion. He looked the same to me as when he disappeared except for his mustache and eye patch. Yeah. 
She said Johnson was just as wonderful with all of us, just wonderful with all of us. He treated the children like he had known them all his lives. Well, I'm hopefully he will eventually remember. He's convinced himself that he doesn't recognize anyone. So they get into the, the investigating this stuff, and meanwhile, it's producing mixed results. Okay. The Brookline Orphanage did have a record of John Francis Johnson, but the dates didn't match up. Johnson had lived at the orphanage in the early 30s, but only a few years before he aged out. So there was a record of someone by that name? By that name, but not at that time. Okay. Um, The Navy was unable to verify Johnson's service, but but confirmed the records related to Fritz's enlistment may have been destroyed in a warehouse fire in 1961. (coughs) Strangely, though, Fritz did have his discharge papers. That did verify that he was discharged from the Navy in 1956. Was it Fritz Johnson? Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, a list of friends and personal acquaintances were also checked out uh, with mixed results. So he gave his attorney names of people he'd known over his yeah. life. <clears throat> he named several people he knew at the orphanage. Most you couldn't locate. Um, however, one friend from the orphanage was identified and insisted that he did know Fritz Johnson, and without being prompted mentioned that Fritz was very good at archery. Okay. Hmm. So there's there's some indication that this guy existed. Some. Now, another friend verified that he served with Fritz in the Navy and always felt bad for him because he'd grown up an orphan. Okay. Ain't nobody feels bad for me. I'm an orphan. Yeah. I feel bad for you. Thank you, Timmy. I don't care. Get over it already. Fucking pathetic. I feel very bad for you. (laughs) But other than these few pieces of evidence... There's no record to you know, like you feel bad for your retarded cousin. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I understand. That's very nice, Timmy. That's a, that's a real good word to use for. Our, <laughs> Sorry, I apologize, <laughs> listeners. Timmy has no social sensitivity. Okay, continue, Kurt. Um, but other than these yeah, few pieces of evidence, sensitive. there's no record that Fritz Johnson existed prior to his arrival in Omaha in 1957. Fritz Johnson. My God, don't you understand? Johnson said. All of, the, all of a sudden, I found out 30 years of my life never happened. You that see? That would be pretty fucked up. Yeah, that, that would suck pretty bad. It would be like a Twilight Zone episode. I really do have 30 years of memory as Fritz Johnson. What am I supposed to do with those 30 years? Throw them out the door? Yeah, I mean, you're... Johnson true. referred to Larry Bader as the other fella. Johnson said he thought about visiting Akron, but didn't want to live in Ohio. Who does? <laughs> Good call there. Yeah, that's true. I think people would keep testing me. They'd always be asking me questions to see what I might remember. And then, I don't know, I'd be afraid if I'd kind of freak back there. He, Although he was kind of freaking out in wherever he was in Omaha, dressing with a pencil-thin mustache and fur yeah, coat. Isn't that a song? I wish I had a pencil-thin mustache. Purple high heel shoes. Should be if it's not. So he said he hoped God might solve the problem, but I don't see how this mess can have a happy ending. Now, meanwhile, friends in Omaha kept a distance from one's popular Fritz. Uh, so he became an outcast. Psychologists have speculated that Johnson's brain tumor may have resulted in his memory loss. They also said it could have been a boating accident. And some people cannot accept the amnesia and subconsciously adopt a whole new history. All right, so there, the theory is he had a he had a brain tumor or he had this traumatic ex- experience on the, the boat, 
he and he remembered bits and pieces like the orphanage, the navy, the, whatever. Yeah, and he was uh, he was <clears throat> he, so he became uh, he he lost his memory. Mm-hmm. He became and he became so overwhelmed with not being able to remember that his brain constructed a phony, a phony uh, persona. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And now the doctors urged him not to try to reconstruct his past. As Fritz Johnson or Larry Bader, they warned him attempts to do so would likely do more harm than good. He would simply have to wait and hope that his memory would return. Yeah, that'd be awful, man. Others feel, others feel he was a more sinister character, Jimmy. What did they believe? Well, they believed that Fritz Johnson may did not have amnesia at all. What did they think? They believed that Larry Bader faked his own death and simply, simply walked away from his life in Akron. His wife was kind of homely. No, was that homely. was not true. What? Uh, why? Why? Uh, why do they think <clears throat> that? Why? Well, why do they? Why is that a theory? He was thousands of dollars in debt. Okay. The IRS was auditing him, and he already owed back taxes. And only weeks before his disappearance, he upgraded his insurance policy to include a double indemnity payout. Clause in the event of his accidental death. And they point to the fact that the boat gas line had been cut, which could not have been an accident. And they point out again that Larry's remains were never found. Still, All right. the doctors who observed and interviewed Fritz on multiple occasions concluded that he was not faking it. Devil, you ever fake it? Here, here's my let me let me tell you let me, let me here's my theory on this. I don't buy the fact that it, it, I I don't I don't buy the fact he faked is faked his death, and here's why. One, all of that stuff is not that uncommon for people to be thousands of dollars in debt. It's not that uncommon for people to be audited. Uh, insurance, I mean, yeah, maybe that's a little iffy. But if you're going to fake your own death and create a whole new life, you wouldn't go. You wouldn't get a job as a uh, DJ, a, a DJ, a or, television or a television guy. guy. So I mean, you really wouldn't. I, I don't think you would go get a job that was high profile like that. You wouldn't participate in. Um, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't do participate like that. in. New. Archery championship. If you're on the lamb. If you're on the lamb, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And um, plus the fact we have these these little pieces of evidence that Fritz really did exist, right? right. Well, but here's a, here's the thing I can't figure out. Okay, we know that they're the same person right. <clears throat> from the fingerprints. Right. How does he have this? Stuff from the Navy, the paperwork from the yeah, Navy. Yeah, I know it's that's it's weird. Unless Maybe it was somebody else's identity. I don't know. I don't know. But it, it, you would think that it, it. I mean, I really think that he, it, if he's fake, I mean, it, it. I don't think he's faking it. I think he might have amnesia or something, but I don't. I don't think he's faking it because, like I said, I don't think you you go for it. And his personality changed. We said he was this real uh-huh. conservative, yeah. quiet guy, and now he's this playboy. The man. He's a ladies' man. He's outgoing. He's, he's on the. He's on the radio. He's on the TV. Sitting on the pole. I mean, it seems like it's a whole different personality than Larry. But well, anyway, continue, Colonel. It's much like the 
you know, and, and people can have that. Like, you know how the devil, she can be demure and ladylike and... Wasn't you... Well, no, well, she can't. You, saying? Mind, you, you were saying when we were talking about this story that you had an, somewhat a, an experience with amnesia. Well, it's not amnesia. People block things out. I have, uh, <clears throat> I have no... Uh, my father died when I was young. I was eight years old. It was a traumatic. It was it was it was a it was a self inflicted death, um, and I and I don't you know I think that that's not one of those things that people should should be ashamed of or kept secret he, he, he or killed, whatever. He killed himself. Yes, and okay. uh, I have no memory of my father. And no you were how old? Whatsoever. I was eight years old. Yeah. Now, what's peculiar? Is I have memories of events that my father was there, mm-hmm. but in those events that I have those memories, my father is not there. <coughs> so, so you have no do, rec- you have no recon- memory of him. Over. I have not one single recollection of one memory of but my you father can, whatsoever. But you can remember. I can remember, remember Timmy. I can remember getting my first baseball glove. I was seven years old. My father gave me my baseball glove. Mm-hmm. By all accounts, my father gave me my baseball glove. In my memory, my grandmother gave me my ba- baseball glove. I can remember Christmas. So in your mind, you replace... Yeah, memory. what happens is I guess you go through traumatic things and your your brain... Uh, it's like a computer. It wipes it clean or, or it, it buries it. And, uh, it's and, a defense, and what's defense kind of funny, mechanism. Yeah, what happens is... You know, you go through these things, and I had a therapist who wanted to hypnotize me to bring back repressed memories. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, Don't it was so painful. And, so, and, and I said, Don, I said, you know, something's so painful, something so horrible to me that I was, uh, I repressed it. I just blocked it all out. Why would I want to relive it? And do you know the therapist dropped me? She said, "If you wasn't, if you're not willing to get better, I was like." Well, it seems like you know that's what I mean. It seems like in this case, they were telling him not to, not to, rem, not yeah. to try to recall it. Because what what can happen to you is you get false memories, mm-hmm. and that's um, and you apparently your own memory, and and that's has happened to me on occasion where I've I've had memories that I was certain of mm-hmm. that did not include my father, mm-hmm. but because I had left. Uh, basically yeah. open spots there. Yeah, you had to fill them in. I had to fill them in. And you filled them in with grandma. And I filled them in with and my grandma and so my brother, and, and my memories were wrong. They're incorrect. And Fritz Johnson, sounds like he may have done the same thing. Yeah. All right, continue, Colonel. Well, the doctors who interviewed him said they did not believe he was faking it at all. They believed that in his mind he was truly Fritz Johnson. Now... Nobody really ever found out because at a very young age, Fritz was diagnosed with liver cancer. He was okay, 39 so years old. His cancer returned. Yes, yeah, cancer returned, um, and it, it spread to his liver. His health rapidly deteriorated. He was hospitalized, and he died. Lawrence Beta and John Fritz Johnson, both 39, died September 16th. 1966. A memorial service for Johnson was held in Omaha. The body was returned for burial in a Beta family plot in Holy Cross Cemetery. It's all over now, the Akron Beacon Journal reported at the time. There is no tomorrow for the man who claimed to recall no past. All that remains is a mystery. Now, his headstone, you know more about his headstone. He was buried, the Beta family, he was buried as uh, Beta, 
uh-huh. in the cemetery. He was buried in, in Akron. In Akron. Um, but it's funny because they had two services, one for the guy, one for... One for Fritz head. in Omaha uh, and one yeah. for uh, Larry in... What Jackson. I believe... Here's what I believe happened to the guy. I believe that... Uh, I, I'm more inclined to go with your um, thing, Timmy. Here's... here's In this kind of a far-fetched theory, but... He had a brain tumor, right? Mm-hmm. He gets out on the boat, has a seizure. Mm-hmm. Um... Wakes up, gets back, you know, to whatever. Doesn't know what the fuck happened, what went on. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even know who he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, makes up a life from there. But he has bits and pit recall. He has some the recall. Navy, the Navy. The Navy, archery. the orphanage, the archery. Yeah. yeah. Because if you, you know, if you can throw a baseball, mm-hmm. if you get amnesia and somebody hands you a baseball, you're still going to be able to throw the baseball. Right. You know, I mean, you're... Mm-hmm. you're your muscle memory in your mind and everything mm-hmm. else, you don't lose that. It's yeah. the conscious memory. Yeah, so I always, you can still tie your shoe. Mm-hmm. You know, you still yeah. you still drive a car. Interesting. Brandy, what's your thoughts on uh, Lawrence Joseph Bader slash Fritz Johnson? It's a little disappointing he didn't kill anybody. <laughs> I know you're disappointed about that, but what do you, what's your theory on this? Think he was faking it? Or no, not? I don't think he was faking it. I don't think he was faking it all because you're right. I mean, it would be pretty dumb if he was faking it to, you know, sit on top of a pole and get all the recognition. And he seemed to really, yeah, he seemed you know, to like rebel in that. Yeah. So, you know, no, I don't think he faked it. But, you know, clearly there was something amiss. There was something. It's a mystery. It is a mystery. Okay, in and I, got, I do have a question for you, though, Devil. And, and we touch on this subject from time to time. About her lesbian and softball. Um, if you let, Okay, let's say when you was in college playing softball <laughs> and you was batting and you took a pitch in the head, okay, and it knocked you out and, and you got amnesia. Yeah. And you developed a new persona. Would that persona be a lesbian? No. Would it, that, that persona be any nicer than the current persona? <laughs> yeah, yeah but if we, could, we, could we whack you on the head with a mallet and get you to be nicer? No. But Look over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just. But that's a very nice try, gentlemen. No. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. It's, it's, we're, we're you think trying. My husband hasn't had all those opportunities. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Has he ever whacked you on the head with a mallet? Well, sometimes I wake up, my head hurts. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Brandy, where can people find us? Well, they can find us on Facebook. Yeah, we have two Facebook pages: the History Dreams page, which is history, serious history related stuff and then we also have a group page for all of those who listen to our podcast and we encourage you to join that group and that, if you join that group um, you you will get uh, pictures of my vacation in Kenosha, Wisconsin yes. oh my gosh yes. well shit. that is History Dweeves the podcast so just uh, search for History Dweeves the podcast on Facebook and uh, send us a request we'll uh, preview and then uh, you can uh you know, interact with not only us but all the cool people who listen to the podcast. There are some funny, fun, very funny people on that page. There they are. Uh, Brandy, where else can people find us? iTunes. On iTunes, please leave us a review. We got two very nice reviews the last couple of days. We want to thank the folks for that. Uh, one of them said that they like Brandy um, when she's mean to the <laughs> to the captain. So yeah. I guess you got demoted. I got demoted. Uh, and the other one said they love the colonel. So thank you for the five-star reviews we really appreciate it it helps other people find us 
And they can find us on Twitter, Twitter at HistoryDweebs1 and uh, on Stitcher, and we're, we're all over the place. We're more popular than Captain Kangaroo. We are. Yes. You know, I was talking about the collection the other day that I had. Yes. You remember Mr. Yeah. Green Jeans? Y- yes. I remember Mr. Green Jeans. From Captain Kangaroo. Now, Mr. Yeah, Green Jeans. He was Jeans. a little creepy, I thought. Actually, who's that guy we did the story on that liked to shove things in his ass? Uh, that was Robert Black. Yes. Robert, Mr. Green Jeans had a little habit. He had a little collection of uh, plugs <laughs> that he, he really? liked to use, and I have one of those. Oh, I thought that's why he was always, uh, I thought that's why he was always taking the carrot from the bunny so he could. Yeah, so he could shove it in his ass. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you. We'll see you next time on History Dreams. Good day, listeners. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.